Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathaniel has some opinions, some assumptions about Nazareth. Over the course of the last, I guess, week and a half, I've thought a lot about my, my own personal Nazareths, the people and the places and the situations that I have, that I have no right to judge, uh, to question or label um, throughout my life, but I did, and sometimes I still do. I've wondered about the ways I've belittled and demeaned and rejected the Nazareths in my life. I've also wondered how many times I have missed Christ's presence because I've refused to look toward Nazareth. What about you? Who or what are your Nazareths? Recall their names. Picture their faces. What has been or is your relationship to those people? We all have Nazareths in our lives, every one of you. They are the object of our judgments, assumptions, labels, and exclusions. They are the people, places, and situations for which we neither expect nor see the possibility of anything good coming. Certainly nothing useful or beneficial to us. Nathaniel's question is not unique to him. It gets asked every day. Current versions of his question might go something like this. Can anything good come out of El Salvador or Haiti or the continent of Africa? Can anything good come out of Washington, D.C.? Can anything good come out of Islam? Can anything good come out of the immigrant the foreigner or the stranger? Can anything good come out of the Black Lives Matter movement or the Me Too movement? Can anything good come out of the people and the relationships that have, that have hurt us? Can anything good come out of the broken, difficult, or painful places in our lives? Can anything good come out of the parts of ourselves that we dislike and reject? I suspect, I would bet my house upon, that at least each one of you can name at least one person or, or a group of people about whom you ask that question. At least one. Nathaniel's question, however, isn't really about Nazareth. It's about Nathaniel. That's true for all of us, whoever or whatever our Nazareth might be. The question, can anything good come out of, says more about us than it does Nazareth or other. It's about our beliefs and our unbeliefs in other people. It's about our biases and our fears. It's about our wounds and our losses and our sorrows. It's about our guilt and our shame. It's about all those assumptions and, jump and judgments we carry. 
and all those filters through which we see the world. Somewhere along our path, our journey, we became convinced that we know the truth. We know. We know what Nazareth is like, and we are sure there's no way anything good, let alone holy, can come from there. But what if that's exactly how it is? What if God reveals God's self through the one who is different, the other, the stranger? What if God comes to us as the one who has no economic value, who is powerless, who has no place to lay her or his head? You know, the expected mother, the poor, the refugee. Mary, Jesus' mother, would fit that description. For us, our Nazareths become our blind spot, a spot where we harden our hearts and dismiss possibility. For God, however, Nazareth is a place of epiphany, a place where God shows God's self and invites us to see, to believe, to love in a new way. I mean, isn't that what happened to Nathaniel in today's gospel? He didn't declare Jesus to be the Son of God, the King of Israel, because Nazareth had changed, but because he had changed. And I don't think he made those declarations because Jesus had some supernatural or or clairvoyant power by which he saw Nathanael under the fig tree. No, I believe this was an epiphany for Nathanael, a recognition that God was in a place and in a person that Nathanael never expected possible. Truly, I don't know how that happened for Nathanael. I only know that he was willing to get up and leave where he was. To accept an invitation to come and see. To let go of one belief, to hold a new belief. He walked away from the fig tree of his assumptions to consider something new leaving behind his his certitudes about Nazareth to give his attention to something different, something foreign, something unexpected. Eventually what he saw and experienced simply did not fit his assumptions or his judgments that he had carried for so long. How many times has that happened to you? You've carried judgments and assumptions and certitudes for for so long. And the moment arrives when you encounter a person or a situation and realize that all of your assumptions and all of your judgments and all of your certitudes were wrong. I think when When that happens, we have this opportunity 
to understand some fundamental truths. Nazareth isn't about the other person, but it is about the condition of our own lives, our interior lives. Nazareth isn't about another's economic value, but it is about our willingness to value another human being. Nazareth isn't about judging another as homeless, but about inviting the other person into our home, wherever that is. And most importantly, Nazareth isn't about a past wrong. It's not about gaining an upper hand or or having the right religion or being of the right race or nationality or sexual orientation or having the right status as an immigrant. But more importantly, it is about Emmanuel, God with every human being, regardless of who they are or where they come from. Nazareth is real. It is flesh and blood real. And it is the recognition that your flesh and blood, my flesh and blood, the flesh and blood of the stranger and the immigrant, the outcast, the marginalized, the victimized, the racist, the misogynist, and the flesh and blood of Jesus are all the flesh and blood of God. Every single one. And maybe that's the challenge and the difficulty of of Nazareth. Sometimes it's so ordinary and so much like everyday life that we just don't see it. We miss it. Other times it hits so close to home and it asks so much of us that we refuse to see it. We close our eyes and we turn away from the truth before us. Regardless, for every one of our Nazareths, there is always an invitation to come and see. It's the invitation to get up and to move to a new place, to leave behind our assumptions and our judgments, to risk not knowing, to see with the eyes of our heart, and let ourselves be surprised by God. It's the invitation to let ourselves be changed, to see and believe and love in a new way. It's a space in which we are given the freedom to choose to believe or not to believe in God, in another, in ourselves. Every day we have that choice to get up and go see. A fundamental truth for us as we make this journey of faith and declare ourselves as as Christian is, is that you cannot love God if you do not love your neighbor. It's that simple. You cannot love God if you do not love your neighbor. And you cannot love God hanging out under a fig tree with all of your assumptions and all of your judgments.
The choice is always before you. It's a choice that you make every time you see the face of another or you look in the mirror. It's the choice you make every time you hear the news or read the headlines. It's the choice you make every time you encounter the stranger, the one who is different from who you are. It is the choice you make every time you look out upon the world from the comfort and the security of your fig tree. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I can't answer that question for you, just as you can't answer it for me. Philip could not answer it for Nathaniel. Neither could Jesus. If we really want to know the answer to that question, then you must get up and go and see for yourself. Nathaniel did, and it changed his life forever. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Go and see. Thanks be to God. Amen.